What's up, everybody, and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to B2B Made Simple. My guest today is Josh Cranmer. Uh, he's a B2B marketing consultant with 15 plus years of background in the industry, so he knows what he's talking about. And, uh, you know, we've got a pretty cool topic today, mostly talking about um, how to get buy-in um, with the rest of the organization, not just marketing. Uh, that's pretty important to get that from senior management, other departments. So uh, pretty excited to talk about that. But Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, Sam, I am very, very honored to be um, on your podcast, on your show um, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for what we're about to talk about today. You got it, man. Um, why don't you share a minute or two of you know some of your background, some you know businesses and companies you work for, and what you have going on now? So my uh, my career is basically almost split in half into in-house and agency. So I have experience in both earlier in my career. I worked with some operations, SEO, um, basically running a B2B e-com website, um, optimizing it for search. That's where I kind of got my teeth dug in to this whole marketing adventure I've been on. Um, and then shifted into an agency, uh, all the way from sales development to actually leading an agency for uh, seven, about six and a half years. Um, and then uh, getting to some healthcare, uh, B2B SaaS. I enjoyed uh, some time there. And now I'm uh, actually going to be heading into a new role here very shortly. Awesome. That's good news. Good news. So how do we get company-wide buy-in to marketing? Obviously, it's pretty important. Um and some companies are probably struggling with that. What have you found? Uh, a majority of companies are struggling with that. Um, marketing, I found to be this far off my mystical land um, that you need and you know you need it, uh, but don't know quite what to do with it. Um, and then you have some that are doing well and you have some that are actually engaging. They give budget, they give time and resources, autonomy, to start exploring storytelling and narrative. Um, you have those companies doing, doing that as well. And uh, they're making impacts even on our daily life, whether they're B2B or B2C. You know, you can think of some of the coolest branding um, that you see out there. You've got B2B leader like Gong, who's just owning social media has the way to, they, they've kind of broken down exactly what um, resonates and how to speak and have a personality on LinkedIn, which is amazing. And then you've got the B2C leader in social media, you get Wendy's, 
I mean, who is going to compete with Wendy's Twitter? (laughs) These companies are finding ways to personify their brand um, in ways that um, other organizations uh, aren't even spending the time to consider. Um, so today, yeah, let's let's chat about getting buy-in. Um, I think, first of all, it should be said that 2020 was interesting, uh, to say. It's a good word for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how your 2020 was, but, uh, 2020 was interesting. So, uh, what's come out of that is organizations certainly really don't have a choice anymore when it comes to marketing. Let me explain why you got sales teams. I mean, they're lost right now in some organizations that haven't prioritized marketing sales teams are lost. And yeah. why? Well, um, you've, you've got their, their traditional means of building relationships just thrown out the door. Now you got, um, I would say though, that there's been an awakening. Uh, there's been a renaissance of sorts. And I was going to say that um, we've seen it happen, but I'll change that to say marketing has been instrumental in creating their own renaissance, uh, their own drive, right? So we're seeing BDRs are being armed under marketing departments. More CMOs are becoming CROs. Mm -hmm. Superstar sales execs have had their toolbox basically poured out onto the floor and are now looking to their marketing department saying, hey, you know, um, before I just told you to send me all your MQLs and we'll handle it from there. But the traditional ways that uh, they'd be moving those through the process uh, doesn't work anymore. The other thing that we're seeing is it's not a linear movement. We're not seeing a, hey, lead, uh, touch point, phone call, opportunity, conversion. We're seeing, um, I heard about you through my friend. I saw a mention of you on, on LinkedIn. I saw, I engaged with the podcast that you've got going on. Um, your website looks nice. I chatted with somebody, you know, you've, you've got this entire ecosystem of marketing that is actually derivative of what companies are doing well, um, or of the companies that are doing well. Um, and that's brand. So, you know, back to the sales guys, you know, this, these, these sales reps, um, they're, they're crucial to the success of any company. And they need help. And I think that that's where marketing steps in to partner and more closely, even more closely than before, um, where it's, it's, a, it's a camaraderie between the two, uh, separate distinct roles, but um, still working together for this common good with, the, with a feedback loop that is um, gold. So, uh, you know, they took away these, these traditional means of building relationships. You know, doing your shtick on a webinar once a month isn't going to cut it. Um, that's just not how we're going to move. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we've seen a shift in thriving orgs uh, to move from sell, sell, sell to cre- creating demand for the product and focusing on uh, making a product worthy of demand. Um, very crucial to have a product worthy of demand. Mm-hmm. So organizations, um, you know, that haven't been prioritizing marketing and in turn branding, 
they're they're going to fall behind. And there's been an exponential shift here in 2020 to 2021 that um, you can't help but feel. I don't know if you've noticed it in organizations that you've worked with. Have you have you seen anything particularly shift for the mentality of working with your agency? So mostly for us, it's been, oh, crap, everyone's now looking at us online. Right. And that honestly was a little bit more in the small business sphere, um, sure. not necessarily too much the B2B, but I, I think that would reflect there too, because they're realizing, like you said, the traditional networking events, uh, events thrown by the company, getting in front of people, the real relationship building isn't there anymore. And now they're 100% relying on their online status, their online brand. So yeah, I've definitely seen it. Yeah, it's huge. And like you said, I think it runs the gamut between small, medium, large businesses yeah. I think that they're all stepping up game, right? They're mm -hmm. all they're all saying, hey, if they're larger and they have something established, they're like, we need to button up a few things that we're seeing. Yeah. We need to spend some more money in optimizing. We need to make some adjustments here. What's new? What's different? Um, asking those types of questions, but creating, establishing, reestablishing a brand uh, and by brand, I mean, strategy, narrative driving force of a company, not just a design logo or redesigned website. That's what I mean by brand. Yeah. And this mindset starts at the top, uh, C-suite coming face-to-face -face with a strategic narrative. That's at the core. And that, that idea of strategic narrative branding is at the core of marketing. Um, if that's not established first, the other tactics um, deriving from the message growth marketing, performance marketing, brand marketing, demand gen, lead gen, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. All these strategies and tactics, they don't hold up if the brand's not established, if the brand's yeah. not in place, if the narrative isn't owned. The well-led, I'm finding, well-led and smart companies um, have already made this move. They've already known that, hey, we've got to be more conversational we have to personify our brand in some way. We have to own that narrative and make sure that the entire company is aware and buys into that narrative. Mm -hmm. But the idea here of um, you know, company-wide buy-in, when the brand is established and owned, now the entire organization has something to actually hold on to. You know, before, you're just saying, hey, this is our name. <laughs> this is our logo. Use the logo, use the correct logo, the right colors. But when <laughs> you start talking about brand as like, hey, this is our narrative, our message, our strategy from at a core business level, now you're actually giving somebody something to hold on to. Um, instead of a free fall, uh, you've put them in a, in a luxury jet. Mm -hmm. to do their best work. And that's what I would describe um, creating a buy-in for marketing is creating a brand first and establishing one first with a narrative um, across your organization. Yeah, that's super interesting. It, basically laying the foundation before anything else because how are they ever going to grab onto anything if they don't really understand the story behind the brand, the narrative? I think that's really important. Um, when we when we talk about buy-in, yeah, what would you consider buy-in for an organization? So marketing, for example, 
the marketing team is freaking pumped about getting stuff out there. It's what they do. They're excited about it. What does that look like for the rest of the org? I mean, is that sharing social media posts? What would you consider buy-in in an organization? Uh, my favorite thing is when content is read. That's, that's an indication. I can only give like indications of like, yeah. hey, these are things along the way that I've noticed, you know, hey, great job on that ebook or infographic. I'm going to go, they don't even have to share it. They can just say, hey, I looked at it. And that's good that's enough. A start. <laughs> yeah, that's a start. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Great. So, so they're paying attention. Um, they're finding mistakes on the website and because they're reading it and they're saying, Hey, I saw a typo. That's great. Thank you. Great job on this video. Or are we sure that that's the message? Like asking and engaging, uh, shows that they have buy-in. It doesn't have to be, and I don't want to paint this picture of buy-in equals everybody loves what you're doing. I'm saying buy-in is people are engaged at a core level with uh, comparing it back to the brand that you've established. Uh, It doesn't always have to be, and and sometimes it's very painful to have buy-in because you're not creating in a vacuum of, of, hey, this is good, this is great looking. You're actually, uh, your expanse across the organization opens you up to further critique, um, which I think is exactly what marketing needs more of. A common problem we see in the B2B industry is companies maxing out their marketing teams because they attempt to handle their website in-house. We see this all the time. From redesigns to regular maintenance, we know it's easy for your team to drown in the amount of work it takes to keep a website updated, secure, and current with the times. And let's face it, working on a website isn't that fun. The worst part, hiring a full-time developer to handle that workload can cost over $100,000 a year. Here at OneClick Agency, we build websites for B2B companies for just a fraction of that cost. Whether your website is five pages or 355 pages, our US-based team of designers and developers can handle your website project with ease. If your team is totally capped and needs help with website maintenance or even a full redesign, visit OneClickAgency.com to get a quote today. Visit OneClickAgency.com so your marketing team can get back to doing what they love. OneClickAgency.com. Would you, when, when there's buy-in and you've really built that brand and people understand it, would you consider that like a glue that holds everybody together within the organization? It's a hundred percent. Yeah. It's a hundred percent of glue. And that's the thing about a marketing um, and a lot of people listening to the podcast, they're probably marketers already. They know, Mm. Um, you know, they get it. They, they, they love this, but once we start to make the connection for the rest of the organization and get that buy-in um, at that brand ownership level, we start to see things um, working and looking a lot better. Um, one of the things that I was, uh, <laughs> I think, well, just think about it now, brand building, branding, marketing. Uh, it's like an apple pie. Let's look at it that way. It's like, a, it's like an apple pie. Bear with me, Sam. We're gonna we're gonna try this real quick. Let's see. The pie crust is going to be the product, which just just holds everything together. You've got your apples. That's gonna be sales. We've got some salt. You've your IT, your security, your preservation. Uh, you've got yes. There's a dash of salt in there. It's got a 
you have to have in case you're wondering about the recipe. Then you've got uh, sugar, you know, that, that, that sweet, that sweet HR, bringing team culture building together. You've got the cinnamon, finance, administration, and maybe uh, that butter, just, just making all of it come together in customer success. I don't know about you, but I'm, uh, I'm hungry now thinking about that. <laughs> but it's, you're, you're making this pie, right? And you've got all the ingredients of a company. Customer success, in case you missed it, because I got hungry at the end, that, that's the butter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've got this company and, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, let's, let's simplify it and just say a lot of people, um, leaders, say, all right, I've, I've got the company, I'm, I'm done, I've made the pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not baked. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not actually uh, come together yet. And I don't know about you, but getting somebody to eat a raw pie, apple pie is really hard to do. I mean- Sounds nasty. <laughs> some people can do it. Some people yeah. can get to that point, but um, is that going to be long-term? Is that going to be, are they going to come back for more? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you so you start to think about things in a marketing brand sense and really the, the action of marketing and why people really struggle to see it fit into their organization is that it's the element of chemistry of art and science uh, actually making the pie edible and beautiful and one unit breaking it all together, melting down the butter and, and actually getting the apples to, to soften up and resonate with the cinnamon and sugar, you know, like these things just come together into a beautiful, but if, if one thing is bad, it's a hard, it's another hard thing to market. So the product's yeah. not good. You've got a thin crust that falls apart, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you've, the, the analogy could go on, but I'm sure the analogy breaks down uh, very quickly. Um, but you know, companies will break down even quicker if they're not, uh, looking at marketing as the engine that's actually bringing all of those things together into a brand, um, that is creating that demand for the product that they're selling. Yeah. Is that, is that a bad analogy? <laughs> no, I like it. And now you got me hungry. <laughs> I needed to eat more before this podcast. Yeah, I think it sounds like I needed to do the same thing. <laughs> you know, an, an interesting point, and I'm honestly finding this a lot. This is getting preached quite a bit in the B2B space, but I'm interested to hear your take on it. Um, basically, B2B marketing needs to stop holding fast to MQLs as the significant metric. Why is, why have you found that? Sure. Yeah. The, the MQL is interesting. Uh, At first, the reason I would say that it it backs away from a, an extremely valuable metric to make change around is it's a lot of times Mm self-imposed or self-made, you know, to reach the threshold of MQL, uh, you have to hit a certain lead score that you determine the activities and the touch points along the way that have a certain weight to them. And then that equals uh, MQL. And then it gets passed. So 
we'll talk about the passing in a minute, but the, the MQL idea um, as, a, as a strong metric to make change on uh, kind of misses the point for me. I care mostly about if we were to leave the two in there, MQL versus SQL, I care mostly about uh, focusing on SQL. Um, you know, I did hear like you, some some was preaching about this a little bit, um, heard someone say they care about how many SQLs are being established with sales to move forward with um, rather than um, how many they've sent to the sales department. Now, if we back this down though, why do we need the designation at all? Um, you know, if we're talking about everything we've talked about, how marketing's permeating across the organization into every facet um, to make a cohesive brand and one that's creating demand for the product um, and demand for talent, I'll add. <laughs> you get the best talent when you have strong brand. Um, so I think, um, yeah, where I was going with that was the, the who needs the designation. The, the the same goes the same goes for pipeline. Who needs the designation of marketing versus sales when we're just talking about qualified leads, and they're either qualified in partnership or they're not. And that's the other thing. So why create this bridge that you have to cross? As if hey, MQL, I'm going to pass this to sales now, and it's their thing especially after 2020, you can't do that anymore. There's no more passing. There's working and walking through the entire process together, just different activities, different tactics. Um, but the strategy is to say, this person needs to know who our, what our brand is or who our brand is. And every step of the way, no matter how they engage, like I talked about earlier, a, a web of ecosystem of touch points rather than a linear movement, um, no, matter how, no matter how they engage, they're gonna feel that. And we're gonna reinforce that along the way. Um, that for me is the difference that says, um, moving forward, when we talk about metrics, um, qualified leads, yes, 100% but sales could get involved in their relationship building sooner, depending on the events that you create. Um, they marketing can stay and should stay involved longer and have more hands-on. And, um, you know, we're already seeing the idea of everything that marketing is doing is going to influence sales process sales yeah. uh, strategy and relationship building, regardless of whether you name it an SQL or MQL or opportunity or pipeline or revenue. <laughs> At the same point, you've created this brand, right? We're telling the story of, hey, we've created this brand. It lives and breathes. And we have all these different touch points that we've put along the way to engage with prospects, to engage with accounts and clients and um, to help with not just the MQL or SQL idea, mm -hmm. but to also help with retention, help yeah. reduce churn um, at the end of the day. Um, so I, th I think when you're, when you're talking about pipeline too, um, marketing influences all of it. Uh, owning, <laughs> let's, let's, tear the, let's tear down the distinction of sales 
sourced marketing versus, I'm sorry, sales source pipeline versus marketing source pipeline. Mm -hmm. And let's just call it influence pipeline. I think other people are doing that. Um, let's tear down that distinction, focus on tracking uh, touch points and attributing events that influence an opportunity instead of the department that does that. The side effect of this is marketing budget becomes appropriately synonymous with all of revenue. And that's key for us marketers. And a lot of times marketing's first to get cut for some organizations <laughs> yeah. in, in troubling times. Well, if we start saying, hey, this is qualified lead, we're not identifying because every step of the way, marketing's still got to produce something that helps to engage on a, on a grand scale and a very particular scale, um, a very focused, uh, personalized scale. You know, it's this movement to personalization versus a global brand. Um, maybe they're not versus, but in addition to a global brand. Uh, those things start to matter. And now we're truly talking about owning a revenue number, aren't we? <laughs> when all of it is uh, response or influenced by marketing, then you really truly own all of the marketing number. I'm sorry, all of the revenue number. And I, I think that that's where um, marketing is ready to be, uh, ready to lead the charge on creating that engagement at every step in the funnel um, from user acquisition to retention. I, I think yeah. that that's where it has to be uh, to create that cohesive story and strategy um, the whole way throughout the organization. I have, I have an example of that recently. So I think it just goes along with not really knowing where the acquisition kind of happened. So you have to attribute it to your brand as a whole. So we had someone come to us for a website and on the surface, it looked like they found our website and, you know, fill out the form and you know, had a meeting, right? But I looked up their founder on LinkedIn, turns out we're connected, but they've never liked or engaged with any of my posts. So it's like, well, did they see a post? Did they see someone comment on a post because I had already engaged with someone else? So it's so tough to really say, but at the end of the day, sure. the brand, the story, and the messaged work all the way through to them literally scheduling a meeting um, to talk about their website. Is that what you're talking about? It's exactly what I'm talking about is um, I think we're both in a similar group, the, the Dave Gerhardt. Um, yeah. Yep. So I saw him make a joke. I loved it. It was a great joke. Um, it was, it, somebody was asking about um, using podcasts for lead gen. Um, uh, actually, it's, I don't know that, Oh, maybe he didn't make it, but he maybe set it up. Um, anyway, on the, in the group, the, the joke was made that, um, but what about ROI when it comes to podcasts, right? So I want to see what's the, what's the lead created from your podcast? Well, that's not the point. That's, that wasn't a direct correlation that we were trying to create. We're trying to reinforce this story. We're trying to reinforce this narrative. Um, we're trying to be helpful. Um, that's what a lot of people, you know, that succeed in creating that brand they're, they're helping. They're, they're yeah. adding to a community. They're adding to, they're bettering the world in some way. Um, at least that's how I would want to go about my marketing mm -hmm. <laughs> and branding and narrative and yeah. making your job easier. I mean, that's a common 
break it down to just making it your job easier. That's, um, you know, that's a common practice, but yeah, I, I think when you spend so much time, like you said, like you could spend all this time hunting down a direct correlation or and trying to categorize who or what, let's say who, what department gets credit, uh, you lose sight of the team effort that's required. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't be able to do this if you didn't have team members helping you in other areas of, of your job, um, yeah. of the company. Um, you know, when you start to break down the silo of marketing and say, hey, um, I'm going to open this up and then uh, we need all of you and all of us are responsible for the success. Um, I think that that's where you get that, that um, well, I would say this way, you know, Nike, somebody just posted Nike's original list of mission statement or value, value propositions or values, sorry. Uh, Nike's original values. It said, uh, your job isn't done until the job is done. So when we're, when we're saying, hey, this is a team, we mean all facets. And when marketing is the responsibility of the culture and the organization as a whole, um, then you start to you get true buy-in, right? So back to the buy-in, when marketing is given the spread and the autonomy to enhance the entire organization, in turn, the entire organization enhances marketing. Mm-hmm. Here's your moment of Zen. Yeah. Like this is, this is when we go full circle to say everybody helping each other, that feedback loop of the greatest kind, the entire organization giving feedback to each other. Um, I think, so I think the premise, I think the, the end of the day, sending marketing off to get you leads is the wrong way to view and enact and enable marketing. If you come into this saying, hey, we need you to hit a revenue number tomorrow and not give them the autonomy, the, the resources, the budget to actually build this narrative that you were lacking in the first place, um, then what exactly are you asking them to market? Um, and what success are you really asking them to come back with uh, without being able to uh, engage with a strategic brand and narrative going forward? Yeah. Well, Josh, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast, man. I think this was super informative. Um, honestly, it really got the wheels turning when it comes to the brand as a whole, um, you know, the marketing team as a whole, and yes, of course, the organization, but not trying to figure out, well, was this because of PR? Was this demand gen? Was this content marketing? Was this? No, it's all as a whole. It's a team. And beyond that, it's your sales team, your senior management, everyone comes together and builds that brand if they know the story. So you got, you really got me thinking. So thanks again for joining me on the show. This has been awesome. Um, can you close us out by sharing where we can find you online or what you've got going on? Uh, you can definitely get, uh, get to me on LinkedIn and Joshua Kramer there that that's fine for sure. Um, I have some contact information there, uh, on Instagram. Oh man. What is, what is my, I think it's JT Kramer. Uh, I don't know mine. Honestly, Sam Moss. Something. I, think it's, <laughs> I, I do food. I do food oh, a yeah. lot. Some cocktails. Some, uh, you know, I, I make some things. Creative outlet. Focused on some music gear. I think we have that in common. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's a great way to connect with me. 
Um, and of course, if anyone has uh, any questions, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn, direct message, be more than welcome to help anyone as much as I can. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Sam, I appreciate you having me um, and I look forward to our next engagement together. Hey, everybody, before you go, thanks a ton for listening to the podcast. We would love it if you dropped us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It'll only take you about four seconds. Last thing, if you're in marketing or you simply love it and want to learn more, subscribe to our email list today. You'll get weekly podcast updates as well as a solid marketing tip delivered right to your inbox. So if you want that tip sent to you every single week, subscribe today at oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast. That's oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast, and you'll get marketing advice that you can apply to your company right away. Oneclickagency.com forward slash podcast.